the rematch that we've been waiting for is finally here. Will the Cowboys get their revenge or will the Eagles sweep Dallas once again? All that more in this crossover edition of Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Eagles podcast. It's a crossover edition here in the Locked On Podcast Network. We want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less in their Prize Pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. I am Marcus Mosier, host of Locked On Cowboys. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. I'm joined by the one and only Gino from Locked On Eagles. Gino, how have you been this week, man? I've been good up until just about yesterday when we found out that Jalen Hurts was dealing with a shoulder sprain. And it's not always easy when you find out that you're starting quarterback and the guy who should be in the front runner for the MVP race goes down with this type of injury. But I've said it to Lou on the show, and we kind of laughed at it, that this is an Eagle season, and there's going to be adversity that hits. If you look at the, the Super Bowl season, Carson Wentz goes down in that Rams game. You win it without Jason Peters. You win it without Darren Sproles. They've been here before. It's a different degree because Jalen Hurts is definitely a different kind of player. He has that 11-on-11 versatility where he can make you miss with his legs and the way he's been throwing has been exceptional and right now he has not been ruled out and the way it sounded yesterday from his press conference with him and Nick Sirianni they said if he could play through the pain that there's a chance that he might go but in practice on Wednesday he was not there so we will see that is the biggest storyline right now is Jalen Hurts going to play and it comes down to a divisional matchup on Christmas, which will probably be the most viewed game of the year. And we're all going to be sitting there on Christmas Eve saying, are we going to see a second matchup between these teams with a backup quarterback? And we've only seen Dak and Jalen play each other one time. I'm waiting for it. I I think everybody wants to see that. Yeah, and I mean, that's what we talk about first here. The crossover show is the biggest storylines. And of course, it is Jalen Hurts. Let me me ask you this, Jalen. If All this right. was any opponent besides the Dallas Cowboys, there's no way Jalen's playing, right? Like, if this is the Colts, Jalen's already ruled out, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to look at it two ways. I want to look at it, one, the idea that people are like, oh, you can just sit him out because you can pick up a win in the last two games. Don't take anything for granted nope. in the National Football League. I think we've seen that especially over the last weekend with you. You look at the close matchups between Kansas City and Houston, the Eagles and the Bears, and then we know what happened with Dallas and the Jaguars. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. But you are right. If it's any other opponent outside of Dallas, I don't think there's any way that he is playing, especially because you would expect them to get into that one seed outside of what they can do. 
Because if Dallas picks up a loss, if San Fran picks up a loss, if Minnesota picks up a loss, you're sitting there and you have the one seed and you have a rested starting quarterback. But with everything that's going on, we know the talk that happened with Micah Parsons. We know the hate between these two teams and the ability to clinch that one seed and the division in this game. I believe if anybody is tough enough to stick it out, it is Jalen Hurts. Nick Sirianni said it in his press conference. He's not like you and me. He's different. He's a different type of guy, and we have seen that. He's played through injury. He did it in that game where he threw a dime to A.J. Brown to win that game against Chicago, but we will see. And we know on the other side of the ball, Dak Prescott, he is going to have the Eagles number. He has to win this game. Dallas wants to get that five seed. We know that they have to solidify it. And if you're going to beat a division opponent on Christmas Eve in front of a national audience, I don't think any other team could do it quite like Dallas in Jerry world. So here's why the Jalen hurts thing bums me out. The Cowboys don't have a lot to play for, right? It's, they're going to be the five seed. Mm -hmm. We agree, right? Like, yeah. Unless something weird happens with Philly or Dallas loses the next three games or whatever, they're going to be the five seed. I wanted this game for the Cowboys to be a measuring stick. Like, hey, we played with Philadelphia for three and a half quarters with Cooper Rush. Now that we're home with Dak Prescott, can we beat the, the team that's the favorites in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl? That would have been a, good, a great measuring stick for Absolutely. Dallas. Now with Gardner Minshew a win is going to be nice if they can get it, right? You you never apologize for wins. But I would think that Eagle fans had the same sort of feeling when they played the Cowboys earlier in the year. Like, yes, it's nice to beat Dallas, but it's not the same to beat them with Cooper Rush as it is with Dak Prescott. The same that the Cowboys would feel if they beat the Eagles with Gardner Minshew and not Jalen Hurts. I totally agree that, of course, as the cliche goes, to be the best, you have to beat the best, right? And especially with these teams in this division, you'll hear all the talk that, quote-unquote, they haven't beat anybody, but they play tough teams. I'm Dallas mm-hmm. destroyed Minnesota. The Eagles took care of Minnesota. That's the next closest measuring stick between these two teams. There's not an apples-to-apples comparison with both of the starting quarterbacks, but I think it's a good measure to see other elements of this team because the Eagles' defense – truly won them that game last week. So if you want to see a measuring stick, it should be how is Dak Prescott and the rest of that offense going to perform against the Eagles defense, which has basically everybody outside of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson healthy, who he should be back hopefully by the playoffs with that lacerated kidney. And that's what it's going to come down to. I believe that if the Eagles win this game, they have to do it by possessing the football, They have to do it by having their defense probably get a score at some point in this game. And you're going to have to put out another six-plus sack performance. And who knows if that is sustainable, especially when you don't have your starting quarterback to kind of prolong some of those drives, keep your defense fresh, and keep the opposing defense on their toes. All right, Gina, let's talk about some of the biggest matchups in this game that we're looking forward to. But before we do that, we want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we are sure you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find an episode from the league available as a bonus episode on Lockdown NFL, narrated by Super Bowl champion and legendary smack talker Richard Sherman and sports broadcaster and rising star Taylor Rooks. The league is an eight-part docuseries about the most, most bizarre, inspirational, and unlikely stories 
connected to America's favorite sport, pro football. You'll, you're not going to want to miss these. They've got a really cool story called The Way of the Cowboy, which is about Bruce Lee helping the 1977 Dallas Cowboys train. It's really, really cool. Each story offers equal parts history, entertainment, and social commentary. Head over to Lockdown NFL for a bonus episode of The League or catch the full series wherever you get your podcast. Available now. Audible. Get in the game. All right, Gino. What matchup are you the most excited to see uh, here on Saturday afternoon? As I said, I believe the defense is going to be the deciding factor for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I can't wait to see the matchup of the Eagles cornerbacks against the Cowboys wide receivers. That was the one that we've always looked forward to going back months and even years because you build your team to beat your division. And what is there that is very good in the NFC East? There's a load of very good wide receivers. And this is just another one of those tests. They got rattled a little bit against Washington when they suffered their first loss. You saw those guys, Terry McClure and Curtis Samuel, had big days. And then they were able to shut down the Giants receivers. I know they were without some of their top mm-hmm. guys, but this is the game. You talk about measuring stick. CeeDee Lamb is out there. Darius Slay is out there. Avante Maddox is back. James Bradbury is back. You talk about the one-on-one matchups. What does everybody want to see in this game? I want to just see a one-on-one cut-up of these cornerbacks after the game because it's going to be teach tape, them and the wide receivers going at it. And the Eagles defense, the way they've been playing, they've been excelling, getting pressure up front. And on the back end, their corners have been playing at a level we haven't seen in basically two decades. They haven't had two guys on the outside that have played at a top 10 level basically ever. Now they have Slay and Bradbury bring Avante Maddox back into the fold with how well he was playing before that injury. They're getting back to their identity and what that is for those unfamiliar with the Eagles on defense, what they want to do. They want to keep you behind the sticks on first down. They want to keep that run game to around two or three yards. So on second down where it's a pass down, they can press you a little bit more. And then on third down, they're going to let their horses run up front. They're going to let their guys on the back end play man. Sometimes they play zone, and that's where they're going to get taken advantage of is probably on third and six and third and seven. If they allow their corners to play a little bit more off, then they go up and jam at the line of scrimmage. That's where they're more open, and you'll see, I would say, Dak Prescott, somebody who is really good against zone defenses, take advantage of that. It's probably their best cornerback duo they've had since, what, Lito Shepard, Sheldon Brown, like in the early 2000s? Yeah, we play this game all the time on Lockdown Eagles this year. This is the best position group since when, and that's exactly it. That's the best cornerback group we've seen since Sheldon Brown, Lito Shepard, Troy Vincent, Bobby Taylor, going back. A little bit of uh, Al Harris, Cowboys defensive back coach. Of course. Got to throw all those great names in there. There were so many that cycled in there that just went between these two teams that people forget about. Um, I agree. It should be a really fun one. Plus, we're going to see a new weapon for the Cowboys this week. T.Y. Hilton's mm-hmm. going to play. And uh, he could have played last week against Jacksonville, and frankly, they could have used him on a couple big third downs. But I think it was purposeful to keep him kind of under wraps for this Eagle game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, last In the last meeting, the Eagles defensive backs had the advantage of not really worrying about throwing the ball deep. And that's why you saw Darius Slay have a monster game, right? He was just baiting... Uh, the quarterback, Eric Cooper, rushed to throw some of those underneath routes in. He got them a couple mm. times. It's a good matchup, just on paper, on the field. I'm, I'm excited to see it. 
that's a great point because they have been tested everywhere, all over the field. And Darius Slay, teams aren't even throwing at him anymore. I think we've seen about one or two throws in his direction. And I know Dak Prescott and the Cowboys won't be afraid to go that way against Darius Slay. And you're going to have to take chances against James Bradbury as well. And this is the test. It's two good units with horses on both sides of the ball. Who's going to go out there and run quicker? We've seen this time and time again. This is the divisional matchup, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring event. Even if Gardner Minshew is playing, I think both offenses are going to have opportunities to push the ball down the field, and I think the running game of Dallas is really the one area I would say I'm the most concerned about. I would say the fun aspect, the teach tape, let's go and see what they're going to do, corners versus wide receivers. But the Eagles' run game, they've done very good on defense. Dallas is going to be a tough test. You have Tony Pollard who could stretch you wide on those on those zones-type runs. You're going to have Ezekiel Elliott who's just going to bang it up through power football. And we're going to see our old friend Jason Peters in there, I'm sure, a couple times. You will. Tyron Smith is back. And we, we know that these games are won in the trenches. And here we go again, old-school NFC East. Who's going to run the football a lot better and take those advantages downfield when they have the opportunity? Now, there is one matchup that the Cowboys have a significant disadvantage. Significant. And it's on the outside of cornerback. Trevon Diggs is fantastic. Mm -hmm. If the Eagles are smart, they do not target him once in this game because they have a massive hole on the other side. Now, their slot corner, Deron Bland, playing really well. But without Anthony Brown, without Jordan Lewis, the Cowboys are playing Kelvin Joseph, who gave up two touchdowns on three targets last week. Nation Wright was so bad in the preseason that I wondered if he was even going to make the roster. And A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are pretty pretty good. But will Gardner Minshew give those guys 50-50 balls down the field? I think so. I, that's one of those matchups I'm just kind of like peeking through my fingers because I it's it could, it could be really ugly for Dallas. And I believe that Gardner Minshew if he is given the opportunity, will take those risks and he will have trust in his wide receivers because it's tough not to have trust in yeah. those guys with how well that they've been playing. And now you add in the fact that Dallas Goddard will be coming back off of that IR stint. This is his first game that he'll be back on the field, adding him to that duo of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, who picked up the slack in the absence of Goddard. You would have to imagine that this Eagles team, with how good that offensive line is, how good the playmakers are, they can lean on their run game when they need to. And the last time Gardner Minshew was out there against the Jets last season, they allowed him to throw more than 20 times in the in that game. And I think that's a perfect recipe. Let him throw 20 to 25 times. You have the guys better than you had last year, even against, I don't care if it's against the Jets, to allow him to throw 24 times with the receivers that you had. A.J. Brown should get at least five to six targets in this game. Same with Devontae Smith. And you're going to trust that tight end who is usually going to be either a young or a backup quarterback's best friend, that tight end that just dominates the middle of the field. And Miles Sanders, the lack of usage from last week, which ended up getting Jalen Hurts injured because they lean on the quarterback to take a lot of these runs on these option plays. He should get a bulk of the carries this week, Mm -hmm. and they should at least give him 20 to 25 carries minimum. If they don't, they are once again putting this team in a position to fail, which I believe the coaches did last week. 
Jalen Hurts should not have been carrying the ball that much with how good Chicago was flowing to the football. They were coming downhill, filling gaps. They were getting hits on him early, and one too many hits got him injured, and that's why you don't have him in this game. You have to keep Gardner in a good position where he doesn't have the legs to get outside of the pocket, so you are going to have to protect him up front. You're going to have to get the ball out quick, and it's going to come down to getting the ball to your playmakers in space very quickly. And A.J. Brown, frankly, he's won more slant routes and had more catches off of slants than anybody in the past couple seasons. Mm -hmm. That's a great formula to do it if you can get him matched up one-on-one with Kelvin Joseph on that side. should also mention in the run game, uh, the Cowboys were actually – they had a lot of problems earlier in the year stopping the run. They traded for Jonathan Hankins, and it solved a lot of their issues. He's out for the rest of the regular season with a peck injury. Cowboys are a little bit depleted on the defensive line again. Uh, going to be an issue. We really quickly, we need to talk about Micah Parsons just because of all the noise. Let's do it. Um, I I don't know for sure, but I've got some serious concerns that he's not going to play in this game. Uh, he's battled an illness each of the last two days, has not practiced. And with the Cowboys, again, lock, kind of locking up that number five seed, I think he'll, if he does play, it's going to be on a pitch count. I don't expect him to play 50-ish snaps like he has been. And that's a little bit of a bummer considering how much I think he wants to go out and win this game. Wow, that that absolutely would shake things up as well because now if you believe you could allow Gardner Minshew to sit back there and have some time and to let things develop, you've seen what he can do in that timing-based offense where if you've seen the Eagles games – they like a lot of those things downfield where you're getting that safety in the conflict with a couple of routes coming his way. And that takes time to develop. That's not a, but, a one by and the way, a half, I think, two second thing. Go I ahead. think Parsons probably will play. I just, there's no way he's going to be a hundred percent after missing practice and being sick all week. There's right. No, just and you have to take advantage of those times that he's right. not on the field, right. because when you have him and tank Lawrence out there, that's, Scary. You're not going to be able to to read him and option him like you were doing with Jalen Hurts. That's not that's not an option. You you take that out of the playbook completely. How do you counteract that? Well, you do what any offensive coordinator with a brain would do and get that ball out quick and yep. try to get it to the playmakers. And if Micah Parsons does play, we know Jordan Mailata and Lane Johnson are going to have a very tough test, and they're going to have a tough test with Tank Lawrence as it is. And that's always one that I look forward to as well. I think the athleticism – with your defensive line against the Eagles offensive line, it's always fun. Like we talk yes. about with the, the wide receivers in the corners to go back and look at those matchups. And I know the Fletcher Cox, Zach Martin one, everybody looks every year. To. That's every the year. Brian Baldinger special. I mean, yes. he breaks that down every yes. single time that goes on. All right, let's, uh, let's do predictions on this week 16 game. But before we do that, we want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, and we know that you do because you're listening to one right now, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. It's the fastest and the easiest way to get in your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. This crossover Thursday edition of Lockdown Cowboys and Eagles is also brought to you by our friends over at the National Highway Traffic and Safety Association. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. 
Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, even your parents can tell, everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI, paid for by the National Highway Traffic and Safety Association. All right, Gino, prediction time. Who do you got winning this game and why? We're just getting right into it. I think Dallas wins. I think even if Jalen does play, it's going to be a tough task. I always think beating a team twice, especially in this division, is one of the toughest things to do in all of football. With the way that Dallas has been able to run the ball, I think Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard will both have success in that area. I think they'll take their shots downfield and get a couple chances on Bradbury and Slay. I think a lot of points are going to be scored as well. I think both teams are, are going to really open up their playbook and, and try to have some fun with this one. I think 34-28 Dallas could, could be the score of this one. And Gardner Minshew, I think he's going to play the game of his life simply because there's a lot of off-the-field stuff that really makes this one a, a storybook thing. And Mike Leach, who who was, let's say, the, the guy who made Gardner what he was, passed away less than a week ago, and he was just speaking at his funeral. So mm-hmm. what a cool opportunity for Gardner to go out in this game. And I think everybody involved is going to enjoy the performance that Gardner puts on. So above everything else, that element of this game will be very fun to, to watch along with. There's also some things going against the Eagles in this game. It, it's hard to win on the road. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to win three straight games in Absolutely. the road. And that's what the Eagles would have to do here. Mm-hmm. Um and just by the way the the schedule worked out and the way that the Cowboys seeding is probably going to work out, this is going to be likely the last home game of the year for Dallas, which sounds kind of crazy, right? Like mm-hmm. we're, we still have a lot of football left and this is going to be the last home game. I think Dallas, the crowd's going to be loud. I think they're going to be into it. I think Dak, especially after the way the game ended last week, they want to move on. They want to show on a national stage that we're a, we're a good team that can go into the playoffs and make some noise. I, I just have a lot of questions about this defense right now. They, they've, they've not looked great over the last month of the season. And I even think somebody like Minshew, who's not afraid to take chances, and he's not afraid of standing in the pocket and delivering the ball. I get some Jeff Garcia Christmas Day vibes Ooh. against the Cowboys. Do you remember that Jeff Garcia game? Let me tell you something. Do I remember Jeff Garcia? The first game I ever saw as an Eagles fan in Lincoln Financial Field was against the Tennessee Titans where Donovan McNabb tore his ACL, and I saw Jeff Garcia and that run begin that year. And, man, how can I forget that? That, That's one of the all-time games, and that's a great point. I I think it has very similar vibes. He, He beat the Cowboys in a really ugly game. I think it was in 2006. Uh, against Tony Romo, who was a, a young star in the league at the time. I wouldn't be surprised if we get something similar to that. Uh, I, I have a hard time picking this game. I really do, just because there's so much uncertainty on both sides. I will pick the Eagles to win in a slight upset. Let's go 24-20 
on two wow. AJ Brown touchdowns down the field. Goodness. Okay, so a little bit lower scoring. I, I tried to stay within Dallas covering. I think five and a half points right now with Gardner Minshew. That's too high. Year. I don't even care if it's Gardner. It's too high. It is too high. I I, I think they're going to cover at the end of the day. I like to reverse jinx them. I think they do cover, and I think they have a, a better chance than most people do think. But at the end of the day, this is going to come down to who dominates the trenches. I think who has a better run game, and if the Eagles want to pull out a recipe from some of the games where they had struggled, you have to dominate time of possession. You have to keep the ball out of the hands of Dak Prescott and that offense. Because he'll eventually figure it out. Jayner. He'll, he'll yeah, figure exactly. it out. It's an inevitability. I mean, if it takes you two and a half to three quarters for Dallas to get going, they're a team that can score two or three drives in a row. And then all of a sudden you're saying, oh, where did that first half go? We lost all those opportunities. And now we're sitting here in the second half with our tail between our legs. Should be a fun one. I. It's mm-hmm. not – it doesn't have the implications that I was hoping for like two weeks ago. I was really hoping that this game would be like the one to decide the division. We all were. And, and it was Hurts and Dak. Not the case. Still should be a fun game. It's Cowboys-Eagles. It's, it's, no matter what the records are, no matter who's playing at quarterback, it's going to be fun. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked on Eagles and Locked on Cowboys your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On Sports Today podcast. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you would get the Locked On Eagles, Locked On Cowboys podcast. Go check out Gino's show. Him and Louie do a fantastic job. Uh, cover the Eagles over there. You can follow my co-host, Landon McCool. Gino, enjoy the game. I hope we get to talk soon. I would do one more of these shows later in the year. That would be a blast. I think every football fan, anybody that's a fan of this league, anybody that's a fan of big viewership numbers should be hoping for that grudge match in the playoffs. I think everybody would want to see it. I always say, The league is better when the NFC East is as good as it currently is now. This is going to be a record-setting year for the division as a whole. They're going to surpass any win total numbers that they have had for the past five years. And it all comes at the hands of all of these teams figuring it out when it comes down to player personnel, figuring it out when it comes down to executing on the football field. And it makes our job here at Lockdown NFL a whole lot better when we get to talk about these teams like this. Enjoy the game, everybody. We hope you have a happy holidays. We'll see you guys next time.